Do we know what week this is, by the way? Um, or what what number of posts this is for us? I don't. I forget which week we it should. is. Let's figure it. Just go look into the... Uh, how many posts we've had. Recording live from undisclosed location. Recording live are three people who don't know what they're doing. Get off, boys. All red night. All right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Another week of Los Podcast. looking over to you to try and get a cue as to when to cut that off but i obviously failed at that <laughs> no we're just going deep and dark tonight deep and dark tonight with nice deep los hijos los hijos how are we doing today boys my name's chad if you're new to the show we've got hayden to my What's right up? i've got robert to my left ye- ye- ye. what up boys and we talk baseball here on this podcast specifically padres baseball and uh uh, again, it's April 18th. Uh, the Padres are 10 and 7. Just finished up uh, a Dodgers. Uh, oof. Dodgers. Dodgers. I kind of like Dodgers series. Yeah, I kind of like that. Uh, Doyers. We're sticking with it. Uh, uh, yeah, not a good series for the Drays there, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit here. But again, boys, great to see you. Uh, got a little Zoom session here going. I can see my boys' faces. Yee. We're scattered across the country again. Still talking baseball. We like though. to we like to take um, eight to twelve months in between our podcasts now. We really right, like to right, right. Really, we run a year cycle, one a year. We at really this like point. to like takes, deep, like dive deep into like the philosophical reasons of why we podcast, and then mm-hmm. we finally just bring it together, and it just the stars align one day, and we, it's, we um, get out there and put something out. It's a it's like a Ricky Williams type retirement in every sense of totally, the word. Every time. Totally. Yeah. Dis- I'm back, bitches. Disappearing for unbeknownst reasons. <laughs> yep, pretty much, pretty much. That's a good rhyme. Air, air quotes, unbeknownst. <laughs> all right, all right. Yep, all right. yep. No, no. Again, well, hey, if you're tuning in here today, across whatever platform that we publish this to, we appreciate you. And again, welcome back. Uh, this is episode number twenty-two. It's going to feel like almost our first one uh, again because I am shaking off the rest here. It's been a minute since we were talking into a mic again. Uh, But we're just going to simply pick this up right where pretty much the Padres have left off here. Uh, We're going to talk about this first road series, right? So Rangers, Pirates. uh, Let's go ahead and dive right into that, right? Do we own the Rangers now or do we own the Rangers now? Are are they our little baby back bitches or, or what? I think uh, Tingler um, has definitely exerted his, uh, I don't know if you want to say revenge or not, but he definitely has a hold over them. 
and I think uh, we just play really well against them. I don't know. But, yeah. Man, I think I, – I mean, Tingler and Preller alike, right? They just got to go into, uh, into Rangers ballpark there and just say, I am going to piss in your Wheaties this morning <laughs> and destroy you game after game. I mean, it was like this last season, and here we are again just picking up right where we left off. Nice little clean sweep, 3-0 and versus the Rangers there. I mean, one. I guess they just really want to own John Daniels, you know, who's the GM of the the Rangers. Obviously, he and AJ worked together for a while, and uh, John probably was close with Tingler. So I can imagine there's probably some friendly rivalry there, but uh, doesn't seem like much of uh, an equal one. Definitely seems one-sided. Yeah, one-sided for sure. And again, it was, you know, good to see some bombs, good to see some overall play there now really getting into the main part of the road series here and obviously the huge hype for the Padres a no hitter the no the no first one in San Diego Padres history goes to Joe Musgrove San Diego's own 2011 graduate Grossmont High here from good old Grossmont High played against him in multiple preseason games here as a North County Poway Titan uh unbelievable to see joey do it what are our thoughts on that my i feel like my thoughts are are you know always going to take the uh the back seat to your guys as being native san diegans and you know me being more of a transplant so i i i'm really interested in like the uh what you two have to say and more particularly you know chad like you know this guy's our age and and again like you said playing against him what this uh what it feels like to be like, you know, this is basically one of our contemporaries, but uh, only only in the sense that we went to school around the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and then his talent is obviously like uh, clearly on display. So. Absolutely. I mean, Musgrove's role this year, right, coming into San Diego, you know, definitely, you know, overshadowed by Darvish and, and Snell's presence here, right? So – you, you've got now a Musgrove who is just here to shove, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's just here. He's going to give you his all, whether it's six innings, right, which he's been comfortable with, or whether it's apparently a full nine. Um, I mean, Hayden, where were you, right? Where That's the fun question to ask. Literally, where I were mean, you? I mean, I remember when the Padres threw turning a it on in the eighth going – what a day to choose to not watch the entire game. Like, it was a horrible mis- mistake on my part, but I'm glad I tuned in at the very end because, oh, so many feels, you know. Always, and just to, to have San Diego's own, um, there's always, you know, extra extra tingling that you get, you know, down your spine whenever you get something like that. So, um, yeah, and I mean, Don's call of it was phenomenal, too. Just a, an unbelievable call to have in the books there, you know, with Don Arcillo, just an absolute legend, doing yet another no-hitter, right? He seems to get pretty lucky with those there. But, uh, I mean, I watched that whole game from my couch with my little brother and uh, a co-worker of mine, and just an unbelievable night, uh, celebrated in style, to say the least there. Uh, we were screaming and yelling, hooting and hollering, and a couple beers were going back, that's for sure. Uh, but again, that mural now, you know, at the high school is just unbelievable. That's so cool to look at. 
Um, you know, Joey's getting free beer, right, left and right from Ballast. There's going to be all <laughs> kinds of no-no beers here in San Diego coming soon, Ugh, which I'm ready for. Just give it to me, right? You know, not only we've just gotten out, uh, you know, that you know that 394, right? We don't even want to speak about Swingin' Fryer. We've got Mango Machados out there. Now we're going to have a Joey no-no. You know, I, I'm really looking for, like, the no-no seltzer. Yeah, of course you are. You <laughs> don't are. need another seltzer on the market. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. You bro. know, AB InBev is very happy to provide more and more seltzers if you've checked the sh- the, st- the shelves. Sorry, I can't speak either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it would be a, um, what flavor do you think this seltzer would be? I mean, you tell me. You're the one that wants a, a, a no-hitter seltzer. What would that taste like? What would you want a no-hitter seltzer to taste like? Um, blueberry. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm, again, not surprised at that. Not surprised whatsoever. You're going low-carb on us, right? Not surprised whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, hey, we're getting off track. We are not here to talk about blueberries and seltzers. I'll tell you that. Rose on a good one tonight, and this is hilarious. So with that being said, you know, again, with it being Sunday night, um, we just wrapped up the Dodgers series. Now, uh, you know, a Friday, Saturday, <clears throat> Sunday, midday game. Uh, first two games were, were honestly not fun, really, to be a part of. A lot of bad hitting, a lot of defensive mistakes. Um, I was able to go to the game on Saturday there. A lot of Dodgers fans in the ballpark there, but way more Padres fans, again, which is great to see. So... Obviously, it's skewed from a, a number standpoint just out of the box with members only being allocated tickets there. So neither here nor there. But again, what are our thoughts about this weekend, right? We got a win today on Sunday. We were able to pull it out. You know, after an early Snell home run here today, uh, or Snell giving up an early home run, we really rallied back. You know, Hosmer with a good piece. Fam finally came around here today. With, with a good piece, but you know, what are our thoughts of, of the kind of Dodgers series here? I mean, benches technically cleared right on Friday, which, <laughs> Hey, I mean, we, again, we've got plenty to unearth here. So, so what are our thoughts of the series? And we can kind of break down some specific pieces. Here. So, uh, going into the series, I definitely thought to myself, I'll be happy with one out of three because I just know how emotionally charged this series would be. And ultimately it was, um, but also, uh, you know, I think when we talk about how well we perform against the Dodgers, it's important to keep things in perspective and not over, you know, set expectations. The Dodgers are still a juggernaut of a team. You know, nobody's, they, they really haven't lost a beat from last season. Um, and Ro, I thought this was kind of an interesting way to put it. And, you know, when you're unseating an incumbent, kind of like in politics, it's really hard. And so there's a lot of psychological right. factors involved, you know, in this kind of thing. So, right. And I guess my, uh, my analogy wasn't meant to, mine was more to be, uh, just funny that the Dodgers are deep AF, but, uh, you could, you could relate that to politics and that like, you know, the incumbent has more money and, and deeper war chest, yeah, right? Yeah. That's kind of the situation here with the Dodgers. Like their war chest is so big, uh, you know, and it was on display that first night where, Sure, it was, you know, Bebo didn't didn't get the Grand Slam for us that we all wanted, uh, but it was also that 
as that game just kept progressing, you could tell that our pitching's great. Our bats are great. Our team is great. There was a moment during the game where I was like, holy shit, we're going to win the World Series. We're going to win the World Series. Right? And, and that's what <laughs> and I'm then, saying. Like, you know, it's, and then it's just a few moments later, I was like, oh, all right. Let's go pod raising because and I still just I still just unfortunately think that we just and and I think my little brother said this best we have to play our best baseball in order to beat the Dodgers still right right but we we, it, we have it, to treat it, it just like another game though from a mentality perspective because if we start getting wrapped up in like oh you know it's the Dodgers or oh it's Clayton or you know whoever it is yeah. then you start to kind of lose you know your muscles get a little more tense. You start to, you know, every at bat seems more like a scene from a movie when it just needs to seem kind of like, you know, loose and, and playful, you know, like you're just out there, you know, having fun and not to use like an old high school sports, you know, uh, quote, or I guess I would say mantra that was always tossed around, but they would always say, Oh, well, you know, try your best and always, always have fun. And I, I do feel like there is a certain element that applies there. Like you stop having fun and you start, start making it about like, you know, start making it like this huge deal that's put under a microscope. Then yeah, like I could easily see how that impacts your performance. I mean, performance strictly being Tatis going one for 16 and having multiple defensive errors, right? Let's, you know, start maybe unearthing that. I mean, uh, you know, talk about a guy who lives to play this game for fun, right? So, you know, that's where there's that fine line to walk. Now, I'm still leaning towards the boat of I think Tatis is still injured. Oh, I, I absolutely I really, I really do. And, and I don't think that it's okay for him to be playing out there at this current no. state. You know what? His one home run, yeah, it was great, right? It was a timely dinger, dead center. But other than that, I really haven't seen that you know anything special from him recently and and that's kind of concerning but we've got superstars in the lineup now to back him up um you know hopefully will myers can get a little bit healthy now he's banged up machado looked a little banged up coming out of that uh middle dodgers game there so i don't know you know it's interesting but so i'll hey we're we're competitive i'll mention this so right now we're number two in the league in on-base percentage Number two in the league in on-base percentage. We have at least six guys who are um, getting on base at least 35% of the time. So this is not the Padres of yesteryear or of years past where we're really heavily reliant on one or two guys. Like we have Cronenworth, we've got Myers, we've got obviously Chato, we've got um, um, Hosmer is just ripping the cover off the ball right now. Um, you know, mm-hmm. where's those Hosmer stands at? Profar is is coming in clutch. Everybody seems to be getting on base really well, and so I I'm not so focused on. I'm not worried necessarily about the lack of depth as much as I am just making sure we're managing our injuries uh, well. And I put this as a topic, you know, later on in the podcast that I wanted to discuss. Hey, we can hit but it now. We let's hit, hit it now. now. So, you know, with Fam, who I think we could all agree is not a hundred percent, probably not even eighty percent. Same thing with Babo. Like, 
this is not the 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 Padres injury management of of years past is not going to fucking fly. Okay. And I, and you know, plenty of people on Twitter have said this. I know our pal HJ Preller has, um, you know, the famous injury translator, uh, where he takes, uh, what the Padres say about what the injury is and he turns it into what the, you know, some crazy outlandish scenario, what they actually did to their, to their bodies, <laughs> which is usually, which is right, usually right. You know, this, this isn't going to fly this, the, you know, these, uh, these spin games, you know, so, I, I think we have to hold the organization accountable, you know, for that. As much as we want to be happy with, you know, the way things are going right now, we th- this is the one kind of thing that will derail a championship team is bad injury management. Yep. Yep. And again, we, as Padres, we got to figure that out because it seems like we've got a, a lot of injuries currently going on right now, um, to say the least. And with that... Um, Row, I hear you're grinding up some uh, lovely bluntly, uh, bluntly boys. Uh, you'd love to see what Row's doing right now, to say the least. <laughs> Got to take care of my injuries too. Yeah, but we'll, we'll leave that off in the shelf there. <laughs> um, yeah, but again, speaking of, of of fam and and kind of those those question marks there, maybe backing up a little bit. What are our thoughts on that pro far swing? I mean, let's be real here. The ball was in the glove, and Profar's just throwing his bat at the glove. But that was hilarious. Getting under Kershaw like that is 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 hilarious. Oh yeah. Benches hypothetically kind of halfway cleared ish. Ugh, I love to see that fight there. Even if you're just doing it kind of eh, in a little cheaty ish way. What are your thoughts on that? It was great to see. Uh... Kershaw's old man, get off my lawn energy. Seriously, just John at Profar from the dugout. Oh, it was unreal. Absolutely unreal. Yeah. I, yeah. Was was that the first uh, benches clearing of the season, or, or has there been another team that has gotten in the oh, fight? Oh, there's, cu- there's, yeah. there's been a couple fights already for sure. Yeah. Dang. I was hoping we could uh, yeah. take the crown. Even some that. early – some. I know there was even some oh, early that. suspensions too, so yeah, I was forget about the definitely Astros. already been some suspensions. Yeah, I try to forget about. Well, them. kind of again, you know, the Dodgers series though, and and really just kind of putting it where we're at right now, right? So ten and seven, I think with the two games that we really botched it on uh, in Pittsburgh, and I think the two games that you know maybe we hypothetically could have won here versus LA. The Padres could be fourteen and three right now. I mean, we really could be fourteen and three right now. But that's just a matter of, of again, if everything goes right there. Um, I think is that is that a fair statement, right? Could we be fourteen? And I think three? so. But again, like I, I, I also think we, you know, we bake in a fair degree of our own, not biases, but like we, we obviously we obviously value our roster in a certain way. It makes us think that we can take on any opponent. I'm okay personally with 10 and seven. I'm not obviously thrilled, but I'd almost rather be in a position where we don't have like a Dodgers like start for the season. And then we come back and have like a nationals type um, run 2019 nationals type run. And I told this to, I forget who one of Ryan Cohen's buddies on Twitter 
because uh, he was saying something about keeping in perspective after the Dodgers series because, you know, people were acting like the sky is falling. Um, you know, the Nationals weren't even 500 until 80 games through this, this season in 2019, and they won the World Series. Like, it, it, all it takes is, like, is one moment to really start the rally and to start the, the win streak and to start the, the run of, of uh, high-caliber baseball that gets you to the playoffs. And so I'm okay with 10 and 7. I almost would prefer, and maybe this is just me, you know, and having this negative Padres psyche and all of us, you know, being used to the torment and pain of losing. I would almost be. I mean, we, we all have that psyche. Let's right. Be. I would almost rather be in, the, in this position where we're like a slight underdog, where we're a little under the radar. But that's just me. Yeah, but then you just, you just got that. NL West mountain to climb as the, the the Doyers just keep winning, right? You know it's going to happen. You know that that record's just going to keep going up, and that that gap just continuously increases here. So we got to catch it at some point. You have right? to catch it at some point. It's but you also change. have to you also have to do it playing your brand of baseball. Like we're never going to outspend the Dodgers. We're probably not going to beat them in terms of you know where there are in player R and D and you know analytics approach type thing like we've definitely improved in the latter of those uh categories but like we've always been better scouting like we have a scout first organization in my opinion like we do really good we do a really good job of scouting talent but i think like you know we have to mix it up and kind of choose different a la carte menu items on how to like you know be strategic about how we put together rosters you know not only this year but you know future years really like kind of hone in what our special sauce is, um, you know, when it comes to just continually getting good players. Cause we're never going to be like the Dodgers. Yeah. And I think from a strategy standpoint, you know, we're, we're, we're trending up. Absolutely. Right? We're, we're heading in the right Absolutely. direction, right? We're picking up guys like Cronenworth. We're picking up guys like Kim. Um, you know, we're, we're keeping guys like Profar who, you know, from my opinion here, just know how to win. Right. Um, but on the other side of things, and you were talking about metrics, you were talking about kind of some visibility that we've already seen this this year so far. Paddock, right? Mr. One, two, pitch, and that's all I can yeah. show you so far. Um, you know, he's gotten lit up. Uh, he's had an okay start, right? I think it was the, the, the what was it, the Pirates start? No. Yeah, I think it was the Pirates start. Yeah, he did, he did but, five. Uh, but and other, but other than that, you got the win, right? But other than that, you know, haven't really seen much. You know, we've got some notes here, right? Maybe designation to the bullpen, right? Maybe Paddock out of the bullpen, kind of that nice kind of fire. I don't know if that would work well there, but so still a lot of question marks. I kind of have, I kind of have like this idea in my head of what he could potentially be. Well, give it to us then. Okay, so I think okay, just kind of a you know going on a limb here. He's good buddies with Craig Stammen. They're golf buddies. Craig Stammen, you know, for as much as he's gotten shit in the past, he's developed into a very reliable swing man. Very reliable swing man. Very worth, you know, what he's paid for us. I think Stammen needs to just take him under his wing, tell him, dude, cut your stupid mullet, okay? I'm going to help you learn a breaking pitch. You know, just kind of hunker down for a year. Be a little more anonymous and hone your perfect role as it pertains to you being a pitcher because it's not going to be as a starter. 
Nope. I, I again, agree. Completely agree. Bro, are you done grinding that thing yet? Yeah. Or what, bro? I'm making my filter now. Man, I remember my first J taking me 30 minutes. It's already rolled. And Goodness. I'm just getting my filter. Jeez. Don't, there we go. Don't try to put me on all blast right. like that. All I, I'll straighten the all record. I, all I hear is <laughs> grinding over there, big dog. Nah, man, I got this. That was me, you know, turning this up. We're good. Mm-hmm. We're good over mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I'm professional. Well, anyways, so, you know kind of from a soon-to-see standpoint, right? I know we just got some recent news as of today um, in regards to Lamette, right? Lamette should be ready for this next series here. Uh, What are our thoughts for that? I'm really excited to see him. Yeah, cautiously optimistic. Uh, (laughs) I thought you were going to be way more excited. No, I mean, here's the thing. Like, Lamette's definitely suffered from, you know, these previous injuries. injury management problems that I was, uh, we were talking about pre, you know, earlier in the podcast. And I just think that, you know, we're, we're hoping to squeeze the last little bit of juice out of his arm. And I think it's really unfair to him personally, because I don't think, I don't think his arm is going to last a starter's workload, um, through a whole season. I think he's maybe got, I think he's maybe got 120, maybe 140 innings a season in him, maybe. And I'm just and, and that, I'm just saying like he's he's a great pitcher, and I just think, you know, could he perhaps have been managed better um, to the point where you know he could have been built up to throw um, enough you know innings to be a, a team's workhorse, maybe, but. I think we've really he's, so, he's I think he's the Harvard business case of how not to, you know, manage um, you know, a Tommy John pitcher personally. I have a question on that front. Is that do you think that's the whole like clearly we we can scout people, we can, you know, trade for people. Do you think that's the issue with pitchers getting hurt on our team? I mean, it seems like the propensity of uh pitchers getting Tommy John on our team versus other teams. It seems like Yeah, no, I see what I you're know, saying. Half the guys we bring up end up having some sort I of elbow issue. Saying. It's like a running joke on on Twitter, right? So it's like clearly a common thing. Um and I think it's uh, Richards Richards come Clev, from us right? over Richards, you know, overdoing Clev, it, pushing kinda... these guys. I, I think Paddock. with with pitchers it's um I don't think we're an isolated incident in that matter. Um, I think it happens to all teams. I definitely think that we could probably have done more due diligence in, you know, when we've acquired pitchers um, in order to cut down on injuries that, you know, it's like the Clevenger thing was just kind of like, you know, oh shit, here we go again, kind of feeling. And, but I also think it, it, like I said, it does happen to all teams and it's injury management. It's, you know, it's knowing, you know, the full, the full, you know, how do I say this? Knowing like the full history for a player, that kind of thing. And just being responsible. But I agree, Ro, it, it does seem sometimes like it does, you know, overly plague the Padres more than any other team. That San Diego curse question mark? <laughs> no, so we got Lament. I mean, again, we've got 
Nola coming back here, which ho- hopefully should be maybe some consistency back there with, with Carantini and then Nola. Maybe we can get you know Camposano a little bit of a break down there. Haven't really seen too much from the kid yet. Um, but again, excited to see what we've got coming. Um, and one quick, so, yeah, one, to, one quick to everybody's thought. point, we got to manage as well. One quick thought for the Camposano thing. So obviously, you know, he got, uh, the, the disconnect between he and Snell was probably, um, an event in the game that led to, you know, an adverse outcome, obviously, like we would have preferred Snell to go, you know, six innings at least, but I think we're asking a lot of him personally he is he is he is i don't think he's even 20 is he even 20 yet who uh luis camposano who luis camposano uh so yeah having nola back i i think he'd be you know benefited from you know at least kind of being more of a shuttle player this year between el paso and san diego just just to kind of get him some more reps and just to not have him feel like he's he needs to catch, you know, every every three days. That's a lot. Yeah, exactly. And he's 22, <clears throat> so a little, little bit above 20. But, yeah. you know, again, but still, still in young. that same younger conversation there for sure. Absolutely. So, and, and again, I saw a lot of a lot of love for for Stoke Camposano, and, and, and rightfully so, because, you know, he does, does deserve a little bit of a break here. For, for being new and, and being thrown into the fire at yeah. this point. So, good stuff. Well, Hayden, I know you always like to also talk about, and speaking of kind of those newer players, let's maybe take us to uh, your favorite section. Down, down on the farm. Down on the farm. Down, down on the, the farm. I've got to shake the cobwebs down, off this down, uh, down. segment. Uh, and I, I'll be honest down with our listeners. I haven't really been doing my homework uh, on the minors. All I've all I've been paying attention to is the fact that there is a delayed start this year. Um, I don't necessarily know why. Um, what maybe it was agreed to you know, as a as a condition of you know operating in a pandemic season uh, that it got a delayed start. But we don't have any minor league baseball. Um, at least fucking a everybody. Tune in for some somewhat accurate information. <laughs> All right, keep going. At least, at least the El Paso Chihuahuas <laughs> and our other affiliates don't start till May seventh. So everybody else, you know, of note, at least top prospect wise, and people who weren't good enough to uh, make the roster at the alternate site in Peoria. Uh, so guys like C.J. Abrams, Brian O'Grady, Mac Gore, um, among others. Um, so, you know, obviously we're, we're, uh, waiting to hear about how they're progressing. I know we, I mean, Robert, Robert Hassel. Hassel's there. We saw Robert yeah. Hassel early on. Um, we were actually able so. to see two, uh, two Marcano for a little bit. Um, got a guy, got his first, um, <clears throat> major league hit, which is great. Obviously it seems a little shell shocked, um, at the major league level, which is, you know, totally understandable. Kids super young. Uh, but definitely excited for the potential that he has. He plays a lot of different positions and, you know, has a good uh, contact first approach to the plate. Um, I think Absolutely. when we, we talked about Camposano, still probably needs a little bit of time and the minors um, to, uh, you know, get reps. I think more so to develop defensively. I think he does have a bat that could, you know, he could, you know, kind of figure himself out at the majors, but, um, I think, you know, he'll obviously help <clears throat> benefit from reps there. 
uh, down to the minors. And then for Haseon Kim, um, I don't know if we can even consider him a prospect, but um, he seems like he struggled a little bit, but definitely is showing signs that he's able to kind of pick up major league hitting. Uh, but uh, he does have minor league options as a part of his contract that we signed with him, the four-year deal. So that, that's probably going to be the case uh, throughout the stretch of the season that, you know, he'll um, he'll be getting reps down in AAA, um, you know, as well as the majors. Yeah, Kim just looks, Kim just looks absolutely overmatched sometimes there up at he the plate. He does. Just really not able to catch up with some of the, the MLB fastballs he's been seeing. Yeah, and I, and I think it's probably just a timing issue. I, I think the swing plays. Um, he's got great launch angle. Obviously, people, you know, like to joke about the spine tilt and whatnot. <laughs> he can hit for power. But he can hit for power. <laughs> he can, hit for, he can power. hit for power and so we'll and we'll take it. And I think it's literally it's just a timing issue and I think he can probably get to it um seeing some of the pitching in AAA. So there's your down on the farm. <laughs> there you go. We'll take it. Appreciate those updates there. You know, and with that really we're just kind of taking a look ahead here uh coming up at the next two series now. Uh we've got as of tomorrow, Monday, the 19th, uh, beginning a Brewers series right at home. Um, that's going to be three games. The one kind of point that I was looking at, or at least getting excited for, was Yellick. Uh, but unfortunately, he just hit the 10-day IL. So uh, we're going to see a Brewers team that, that does not include Christian Yellich. Um, so, you know, so again, we're, we're hoping to take a, a good chunk of those because guess who we got to warm up for again? Four more games up in Ugh. LA four more Dodgers. So we better be ready for this it's going to be right into another high intensity series four games this time which means that we're we're going to need some help we're going to need some help yes sir uh, what are our predictions here so what are we thinking for the Brewers Brewers series I'm hoping we think at least two out of three if not sweep that series I think we're sweeping that one I'll say two out of three uh, for Brewers, and I'm going to go out of limb and say we're going to split the series in L.A. There you go. Split the Ooh, series. Come back with a little momentum. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we look good. It's just we we'll hopefully, yeah, we got to catch them on a bad week. We No, we just got to play our best baseball. Yes. We got to play and, our best Padres baseball is what I'm thinking. And I think the boys may have an advantage, you know, going into LA, knowing that they're in, you know, enemy territory, not really having the pressure of, you know, making it a big game, you know, for the fans at home at Petco. You know, maybe they play a little bit more clear headed. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, maybe they play up. Yeah. Right. Teams always play up in those stressful situations for sure there. So, but again, we've got a lot of baseball ahead of us this season. You know, I'm hoping personally that this is not the only time that you're going to be listening to us in your earballs here. So, you know, with that, I appreciate you for at least even getting this far in the podcast. Hit like. Thank you again for that. Smash that that subscribe button. Hit the bell icon so you get our notifications. Yeah, as you can tell, we pulled out <laughs> our sponsorships here, so we're doing this cut and this, dry, no sponsors anymore. As they say so, in, in politics, self-funded. This is a self-funded self-funded podcast, grassroots, grassroots organization. Again, All right. smash and that, that sub- we are subscribe the Los button. Ejos podcast. You can find Los Ejitos. At Los Ejos on Twitter. That's where you're going to find the majority of us not tweeting. 
Uh, but with that, again, thank you so much for tuning out. At Robert Edward. And tuning in here. The Cat Daddy. Bye. Bye. Bye.